0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Before every game, get your Padres talk
2: on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. 4.05 will be the first pitch as the Padres take on the Orioles for the first of four games this year. Luis Perdomo against Tyler Wilson. They're over in Baltimore. We're here in the AMR studio. But now joining us on the Cholula hotline, calling in from Camden Yards, it's the MLB.com beat reporter for the Orioles, Britt Giroli. Britt, what's going on?
0: Hey, how are you?
2: We are great. Thanks for taking some time and, uh, and dialing us up. Uh, Happy to talk to you. Let us know, though, you're there on the grounds. We were talking about how it was raining a lot uh, by you guys earlier today. What's the update now? Are we going to get this game off on time?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's going to go off on time. I know they're going to try and and make it go off because the Orioles have quite a week. I mean, yesterday they were in Texas for a makeup game, and they have a doubleheader on Saturday. So right now, the latest I heard was thunderstorms up until about 9 o'clock. Then after that, it's pretty clear, so... I don't know if they're going to be able to start this game. It's raining pretty hard right now. Uh, maybe if it clears up, but it, it looks like we're going to have some kind
2: of delay. That's actually funny because uh, right before we went on the air, I was just looking through some tweets and Instagrams, and it looked like the tarp was off and the sun was out, and now we're seeing a live look, the same look you are. The tarp's back on. It looks miserable out there. So that's uh, that's changed pretty quickly. Yeah, that's, that's
0: kind of the unfortunate thing around here. Is The weather's changed very, very quickly uh, coming off of the Chicago Peak. So. Hopefully it takes a turn for the better, but like I said, it's going to be a long
2: night. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for you that it uh is gets off the ground as quickly as possible. You mentioned the the crazy week the Orioles have been going through, and we talked about it at the top of our show, particularly that trip to Texas yesterday. And uh, Bill uh, here actually is wondering how that might have affected the clubhouse, but in a very particular way. Bill. Right.
1: Did they? You know, I'm always interested when you deal with adversity as to whether or not the team goes into the adversity. Uh, complaining about, oh, look what's happened. This is what we got to do. Or do they sort of go into it with a, this is a challenge. Boy, we're up for it. Let's go down there. Let's win this game. Get back here and start playing again. What was the Orioles' attitude going into that long flight? I
0: think it's probably the latter. Uh, they, You know, you always hear the teams kind of mimic their manager, and that's really the case with the Orioles. They're not a team that really feels bad for themselves, and that's kind of the way that manager, Buck Showalter, has made it. So they wanted to go and win that game, and they had enough hits to do so in the case of leaving a lot of guys on base, not being able to, to really pull through. But they didn't go there and get blown out 10 nothing. I think that would be more of a sign that you know, they just wanted to get it over with. I think today is probably the tougher game mentally, especially now with the weather. These guys are dealing with you know, just a few hours of sleep. Uh, to be able to, to really dial it in today is going to be big.
1: Great. You know, that's, that's good. I, I like a team that does that. I, li- I like teams that sort of accept stuff as a challenge, go into it saying, we're going to do the best we can, rather than spend 10 hours complaining about,
2: whoa, look what's happened to us. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Britt, this team's been so streaky all season. Uh, right now, we mentioned on the show four and six in their last ten, but before that, they had gone eight and one over their last nine. There's been some good streaks and bad streaks here and there. Uh, in the end, the win column still looks great. Uh, what works for this team in particular that the Padres can look out for, and what doesn't when they're going well and poorly, respectively? Well, what works
0: for them when they're going well is the, they're getting decent starts. And I say decent because the way this offense is structured, guys, they don't need these guys to go out and dominate over seven or eight innings. They just need six innings, three or four runs, and they feel okay because their bullpen and their lineup is really what carries the Orioles through. And when they're going well, it's when their pitching is kind of holding serve out of the rotation, and they're able to do what they do best to close out games hit a lot of home runs. Now, when they're not going well, I would say on the flip side of things, is when their starting pitching is not going well, And they run into a little bit of a rough offensively. And you saw it earlier this year at Houston. They are a high-power, high-strikeout lineup. And if a pitcher is on, they really struggle because they can't match them in the rotation. And if the lineup doesn't score five or six runs, they have a hard time winning those games. So it really comes down to the rotation with the Orioles.
1: Hey, Britt. Brady Phelps here. Uh, Question about... Kind of this team coming from a smaller market here in San Diego, we know that when um, you know East Coast teams come over here and play, there you know outside of maybe Matt Kemp or Will Myers, uh, Fernando Rodney, there might be a, an entire team of people that some of the East Coast fans maybe have not even heard of. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, for us West Coast uh, fans and and people here in Southern California that are that are watching the show, who who should we be watching out for? I mean, we obviously you got the Machados. You got Adam Jones. You've got Chris Davis. Like, are there are there guys on the team that maybe are flying under the the national radar for s- us out here on the West Coast?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you look at Jonathan Scope, uh, their second baseman, what he's able to do recently, uh, he's a, a big old boy that can't for power. and uh, defensively has really stepped it up, and I think on a national level, closer Zach Britton, who. It has not blown stable save all year as an ERA under one. Uh, it's just been absolutely fantastic. I know people think he's good, but I just think on a national level, hasn't really gotten that kind of play. Of course, without Darren O'Day right now, you can make a case that Brad Rock, who has become kind of that seventh, eighth inning man, you look at his staff and you say to yourself, this guy could go to the All-Star game, but more than likely he'll get overshadowed. So there are definitely some really good stories with this Orioles team, and one of the biggest was probably Hun Kim, uh, one of the outfielders, that they didn't want to make the team. They wanted to send him down contractually. He was obligated to make the team. They buried him for a while, and now he's probably been their most consistent hitter over the past month of the season. So a lot of really good stories for them so far. Yeah,
1: that's good stuff. Britt, what happened to uh, a, a player that you got from us named Odrissimer Despagna? What... Uh, uh, I, I know he didn't make. Th- Where is he now?
0: He's with them. He's on the team right now. Oh, he is. Um, I, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was called up the other day. I know they, they have a lot of roster transactions. Uh, but he was called up the other day, and if they don't use him tonight in long relief, guys, he couldn't start tomorrow. They need a starter for tomorrow still. So you could once again become very familiar with Despaigne.
1: Have you met his parrot? <laughs> <laughs> He really does have a pet parrot. He does have a pet parrot. (laughs) Maybe he didn't bring it from San Diego. I don't
2: know. Yeah, I'd love to hear in a more tropical climate. Uh, All right, Britt, thanks so much uh, for calling in. We really do appreciate it. And, yeah, hopefully the delay is not too lengthy. Um, Hey, is uh, is AJ Casavell out there on that trip? Have you seen him yet, the Padres beat writer for MLB.com? He is. Yes, he is. I'm so used
0: to it.
2: Corey Brock, but AJ is here. <laughs> yeah, no, AJ had some, uh, some tough times getting there. I think his flight was canceled like two or three times. Hey, uh, give him a hard time for the Twitter following because you're up at like 40,000. He's only around 4,200, so make sure you rub him, rub him <laughs> about that when you see him. All right.
0: It takes some time. It takes some time. We so
1: certainly we do, so it would be nice for you to do it as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: All right, Brittany, thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again, and uh, hopefully, again, the weather gets better uh, as soon as possible out there at Camden Yards. Thank you. Thanks, Britt. All right. That is uh, Britt Gerulli on the uh, Cholula Hotline Uncapped Real Flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. When we come back, uh, these selfies are coming in on National Selfie Day. Folks enjoying Padres Social Hour. To much to Bill's chagrin about the uh, selfie culture we live in. You love it, Bill. (laughs) We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this.